0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of Excelsior. I'm your moderator, Christian Buckley. Joined once again by Mr. Jack Martin. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, definitely excited to be back for sure. And making it all happen over on our mixers, Mr. Pat Maroney. Good to be back again, guys. My levels might be too high. (laughs) That's fine. That's
1: fine. (laughs) Uh, so we have a lot of news this week. Yeah, we uh, we kind of got bombarded this week, especially like even today. You were saying that there's a Little news drop that we uh, had to explore before the yeah, show.
0: There's a last minute notification that mm-hmm. I got that I had to modify the show notes a little bit. But before we start that off, we're going to be continuing our casting. Good. How are you prepared to uh, cast I our am Marvel ready universe? To judge. So, uh, if you're not familiar, if you didn't watch last week, this is called "Cast Me, Baby, One More Time," where we pull out from this preschool crayon box that I get a lot of crap for. <laughs> That um, has a bunch of Marvel characters that aren't in the MCU yet that may or may not be coming in through the Fox acquisition. Uh, Jack is going to pick one at random. Okay. We each have one minute to decide and make a case for an actor of our choice. We have no preparation for what this character is. Who is
1: it? I have here in this small piece of paper the character Apocalypse. Apocalypse? Yes. So
0: both of us have one minute to make our case for an actor... Or actress who should play Apocalypse? Mm-hmm. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. So I have. So what I did is I just put a list of a bunch of <laughs> famous actors, and I'm just gonna pick from it. Okay. Right. Um. And I actually think I have a good one for this one. Mm-hmm. You good? Yeah. Go. Okay. Harvey Javier Bardem. Um, <clears throat> we've seen him in a villainous role in No Country for Old Men, and it is one of the most terrifying portraits of a villain of all time. Was he the bad guy in uh the
2: the last Bond
1: movie? Uh, two ago, yeah, yeah. So he see he has had these roles where he's like this terrifying villain, and I think Apocalypse lends himself for that kind of a portrayal from an actor. Um, I feel like with the Oscar Isaac one, it was kind of more cliche villainous role, but I feel like Javier Bardem can bring kind of the more terrifying, subdued villainous role that I think Apocalypse would would be great for, and I think uh, Javier Bardem would uh, be pretty good for that.
0: All right, you got fifteen seconds, anything else? No, that's fine, I'll, all right. I'll
1: leave it there on the table.
0: all right, so Pat, keep that in mind. My turn, so we learned last week re- week that Pat may be judging this on who beats the other one up better. Oof. so my choice is Mr. Dolph Lundgren, okay, Dolph Lundgren. he's got the physique he's got the the withered sort of wizened look to him now. He's not just the beefcake of the eighties and seventies whenever he was making movies in the past. So Dolph Lundgren we saw recently in Aquaman. He played King something of some one of the oceans. And um, I think he fits in well to the comic book vibe. I think he can pull off the stoic tactician very well, which Apocalypse, I don't think he can really bring much to Apocalypse. I think you got that with your choice of Javier Bardem because he can do the stoic role very well. And I feel like Apocalypse should be that more mechanical than someone like Thanos who has an empathy to him. And Dolph Lundgren has the look that does most of that work for him. So that is my choice. Can you remind me again, what was he in a Rocky movie at some point or another? He, yeah, he was the Russian.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was in Creed 2 recently. He was, yeah. Okay, yeah. He was in Creed 2. Alright, that's a good choice. Yeah.
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to base it off this time. <laughs> uh, well, so, so, they're both going to be heavily in makeup
1: yeah they're not gonna look like they should yeah
2: based on that i think i think i'm gonna go Dolph, just because he's the dude's the dude's a thunderhouse he's yoked. he's even even though he's like 60 Mm -hmm. yeah he's still like in better shape than i am (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right so if you're following along so far our expanded uh mcu x-men cast is mystique Played by Beyonce. Hell yeah. And Apocalypse played by Dolph Lundgren. I don't know where we're gonna go with this next week, but I'm excited. We're
2: one ver, or one to one boys. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Score. I
1: thought that was a good little uh, match between those two guys. Yeah, it's a very good choice. Yeah. Are you guys interested in like
2: spicing it up? Maybe a prize to the winner at the end of the uh the end of the series?
1: Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't Some know. sort of ridiculous trophy. Like just <laughs> yeah. Because of all these mishmash actors. Yeah.
0: We'll figure something yeah, out. Yeah, we'll we'll do something. So, moving on to our first main chunk of the show, we have, like I said, a lot of news this week. If you're interested and you want to skip, I'm going to put time codes in this week. So, second half of the show is us ranking Phase 2 of the MCU on our way to Avengers Endgame. But first, I want to give a comic book shout out because um, both of us are fans of Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. Very big fans. We got the Spider-Man pop, we got the Spider-Man encyclopedia. Uh, Spider-Man... Recently got a new number one last summer. Marvel did a whole sort of fresh start in the comics for people to hop back in or hop in for the first time. New writers after, like, close to a decade. So Spider-Man now is reaching, I think, issue 15, 17, around there, and they're starting an event with Kraven the Hunter. It's going to be lasting a while. And on the 20th, so this coming Wednesday, by the time you're listening to this, The Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2, which collects Issues 7 to 10, I believe, will come out and you'll be able to catch up for probably around 25 bucks if you're interested in seeing a Spider-Man event happen as it happens. Uh, I have Volume 1. Big fan of the New Direction for Spidey. They're doing some cool stuff with the lore, which I dig. Uh, have you messed with the Spider-Man comics at all? Not
1: really. I, honestly, like as much as I love Spider-Man, I've never read a Spider-Man comic, mm-hmm. which is like... That pains me to say, but mm. um, I really wanted to read... Spider-Man Blue. Yeah, I love that one. You have a really good video that I want to watch on it, um, Mm -hmm. but I just haven't watched it yet, and I don't want to spoil it for myself. But eventually, I do want to go back and read that.
0: Yeah, Spider-Man Blue is one of my go-tos for Mm -hmm. people who say they want to start reading comics because I'm not like a comic professional by any means. Mm -hmm. I only really dabble with a couple different characters if stuff seems interesting to me or uh, catching up on classic things. But Spider-Man Blue is one that I think is timeless. You can honestly check that out whenever uh, lots of modern tropes played with, lots of 60s and Sam Raimi influences in there, so it's like a good that. story.
1: Um, are you, And you're mostly a Comicsology guy, right? Yeah. When do you buy physical, if ever?
0: So I probably have like six physical comics. That was when I was first getting into them, but I bought a one of the newer Amazon tablets for super cheap on mm-hmm. Black Friday, so I've just been buying a bunch there because digital comics are so cheap. Oh, yeah. Especially comiXology, they have sales all the time. Um, I know Pat uh, is pretty big with DC, right? You read a lot of DC stuff? Uh, yeah. I got I got really into the DC subscription over oh, the past yeah. two oh, nice. months, mm-hmm.
2: which has been huge. Mm-hmm.
0: I do have... Uh, I'm sitting on a month to Marvel Unlimited that came with Spider-Man on the PS4. Oh, nice. So oh, a, I probably have that too. Yeah, you probably do. So yeah. if you want to check some stuff out, then that's an easy way to get into it. Yeah, I think I,
1: sh- I definitely should do that. Yeah. I feel like I'm... I'm not like a voracious reader, but I can read a lot of graphic novels and comics, Mm -hmm. so I feel like that would be right up my alley, and I should probably do
0: that. Yeah, so if you want to check out Spider-Man Blue sometime soon and do a little review as an opening segment, we can do that. Yeah, definitely. So uh, going into more entertainment news, this week it was announced that Marvel has four animated series in the work at Hulu. They are adult-themed. They are animated shows. Uh, You want to run through the list real quick? Yeah. Sure. So um, this is from Variety The shows will be based on the following Marvel characters Howard the Duck, Modok, Hitmonkey and Tigra and Dazzler Like the Marvel Netflix Defenders shows before them the four characters will then team up in an animated special The Offenders Marvel's head of TV Jeff Loeb will executive produce each project So we got some teams uh, working on the shows Howard the Duck will be written by Kevin Smith Oh that's perfect, oh my god That's really cool Modoc will be written by Patton Oswalt. Oh, wow. That's cool. And uh, Jordan Bloom, who worked on Community, will also be involved in that one. Mm-hmm. Hitmonkey will be written by Josh Gordon. And Will Speck, formerly worked on Blades of Glory, will be okay. involved on that one. Tigra and Dazzler will be written by Chelsea Handler. And Erica Rivinoja, who worked on South Park in the past. Oh, my God. Okay. So they got some good talent. Yeah, this seems like
1: very un-Marvel. And mm-hmm. by the and by that, I mean like Netflix is very serious with all their shows, um and it seems like when they're going to Hulu with especially these characters, it's very silly mm-hmm. um, and you said it was like more adult themed,
0: yeah, so do so you
1: think we'll get like rated R kind of probably yeah
0: it's it's interesting because I know Hulu has the runaways, which I have not watched. I
1: haven't seen that either. uh
0: one of my friends is a big fan of the runaways, mm-hmm. so uh for what that's worth, I've heard it's a good show, yeah. Interesting that they're going to be doing more Hulu stuff, though. Considering they're pulling all the Netflix shows.
1: Yeah, isn't that 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 kind of weirded me out when you were saying that? Because yeah, they are pulling all the Netflix shows, and Disney is going to have its own service. And I know they don't want to have um, R rated content on that service, at least at least that's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess, I guess it kind of makes sense for that, but it is weird that they're pulling all their uh, Netflix stuff, but they're heading over to
2: Hulu. Yeah, to, so I mean, to be fair everyone's pulling their Netflix stuff and heading to Hulu. It's been like every TV show I watched has ended up switching.
0: That is true, yeah. It's also worth pointing out that Marvel, sorry, not Marvel, Disney owns a decent chunk of Hulu now. Oh, okay. I think it's close to 60%. I think it will increase once the Fox purchase goes through. Mm -hmm. So Hulu is pretty much a secondary streaming source for them anyways. That's fair. So if they do want to maybe do some R rated adult TVMA Marvel yeah. content, that's the place. That's awesome. Uh, I think characters are pretty good choices.
1: I only know Howard the Duck on that list. Yes. Yeah, and, so and it's only because of the Guardians of Guardians, the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, like
0: post credit, post yeah. credit, yeah. Uh, Modok is the floating head guy. Okay, he sounds. Just, he has a really tiny arms and legs, but he's just a giant floating head. Okay, that's in a case. Uh, Hit Monkey, I know because when that Deadpool game got announced. The original announcement was they were, oh, they were making a Monkey game, and it was like, surprise, it's actually Deadpool. Oh. Uh, and Dazzler I'm aware of because I think for Days of Future Past or Apocalypse, it was a rumor that Taylor Swift was going to be playing Dazzler. She's oh. a mutant. Interesting. She's like a mutant pop star who just has like Jubilee-style explosive pretty stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting choices. Yeah, I think so too.
1: We usually get like... I feel like we usually get serious characters and characters that like would actually affect the world mm-hmm. um, in, of Marvel, but I feel like these characters are more fun, laid back. That's probably what you're going to get with these TV shows.
0: Yeah. I also... Do you remember there was that Donald Glover Deadpool show that was going to happen on FX? Oh, really? Yeah, he was planned to write it. I think he released the first script. It was mm. very memey y very pop culture-y. Yeah. And I know there's some reports out there about why it didn't go through, why it hmm. got canceled, but I'm not exactly sure. I know there's some recent developments with that whole behind-the-scenes stuff. But interesting that they canceled that with Deadpool, who's a much more recognizable character than any of these. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, do you think we'll see that resurrect itself in Hulu?
0: If it does, I feel like it's going to be very different because yeah. it doesn't sound like Donald Glover was pleased with the Oh, really? The Marvel relationship. Yeah. Or at least the Fox-Marvel relationship because he wasn't Spider-Man. Yeah. So, it's not the uh,
1: not the first time someone would be upset with uh, Marvel as a company. Oh no, working with them.
0: We're gonna be touching on one of those films yeah, later today for sure. Uh, next news story though. Any last comments from either of you? No,
1: I mean I'm pretty interested in it. I I like I like anything Marvel honestly. Um, and yeah, it's animated and it's all kind of adult themed So I'd be interested to see. Yeah, I'm it's definitely shakes some things up in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah great resume, great resume on all the shows. Yeah, lots well, of good talent. Next up, though, we do have a announcement video game side of things from this week's where, again, we record on Fridays. This past Wednesday, February 13th, we got a Nintendo Direct with a second look at Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 release window coming summer 2019. Probably going to capitalize on that endgame hype. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, we have a little bit of a quote. We watched a trailer beforehand. I can link to it if you want to watch it if you're on YouTube. For the Sorry, for the first time in 10 years, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance series returns with four-player action and an original story all exclusive to Nintendo Switch. You're going to be able to have four-player co-op either locally on four different Switches or in TV mode on the Switch. You can have different dynamic viewpoints. Looks like a not budget title, but it looks more cel-shaded. It's a follow-up to the Ultimate Alliance games from a decade ago, which yeah. I had a lot of fun with. Uh, you have a switch.
1: I do have a switch. Yes, my first Nintendo console.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Um, yeah, it it is crazy. Um, I've never played the Ultimate Alliance games.
0: You're gonna have a hard time finding them now because yeah. once Activision lost the Marvel license, um, the a couple months later, I think Ultimate Alliance one and two were on the PS4. They are now delisted. Really? Yes. So I think your only chance is to find them on PS2 somewhere oh or find them on PS3. Jeez.
1: Well. I I never, like, saw any footage for those games, but this one particularly, like, didn't really catch me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think for something like the Avengers or just any Marvel character in general, it for me, I think it should be, like, a really big-scale event. Like, Spider-Man PS4 is the perfect example. Like, that game, like, it looks like there's so much time and effort put into to that game. And not to say that there isn't with this game um it just seems a little smaller in scale especially like with the story of it, it they're like going up against thanos and what is it the black
0: order is that what it's called yeah those were the people who were in infinity war that didn't really have names yeah
1: yeah so basically like an infinity war style story mm-hmm. with the x men this time yeah with the x men so like a huge roster of characters and it just like from the look of it just doesn't seem like it is that tone makes sense for that game. That's at least for me.
0: Let me try and sell you on this. Real quick. Yeah,
1: please. <laughs> so <laughs> I I need more uh, Switch titles, definitely.
0: Yeah, Ultimate Alliance the original and I didn't play as much as the second one, but I got hours and hours out of the first one. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Alliance was pretty much my gateway into weird Marvel so right. outside of Spider-Man. Ultimate Alliance is a really cool game. That was the first time I learned about Thor, Loki, Doctor Strange, and this was when I was like 8. Oh, wow. So, Ultimate Alliance was doing some deep pulls. They have a huge roster of characters. It's a Diablo-like, so okay. you have an entire roster of characters you can pick from, make your squad of four, you can do co-op, I think up to four players. PS2 had two inputs, so mm-hmm. two players on that. Uh, Ultimate Alliance is really cool, though, because you are trying to upgrade your team, upgrade their abilities, get your own dynamics. There's a lot of Marvel history in there because you get new costumes and stuff. Uh, so far, for three, the roster doesn't look as big as the old games. Mm. I'd assume they're gonna be expanding that in the future because in this past trailer, they showcased Captain Marvel and she wasn't in the first trailer mm-hmm. so uh it's cool that the x men are here, but yeah. yeah, who's making this game? This is from Pat, do you want to check that for me real quick yeah i'm I'm looking it up right now okay i i it might be team ninja I don't know, oh,
1: okay, and they did.
0: Recently, they did Neo, I believe. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. So yeah.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. And that was a that was like a Bloodborne, um, Dark Souls like, right?
0: Right. Okay. So this is definitely in line with the first two Ultimate Alliance games, though. Right. It doesn't look like they're changing up very much about it. Yeah. You still have the the ring around your character mm-hmm. on the floor, so uh, it it is sort of isometric top down. They did mention they're gonna have a heroic angle. Okay. Which is, like more close up.
1: Yeah that's i i think that's the biggest thing for me is the camera angle mm-hmm. um and i did see like the heroic thing and it was fine but it's still like i really for me i really like third person action games mm-hmm. in in vain in the vein of like uncharted i mean we were just saying but spider-man ps4 like yeah. i think that is the best way to control mm-hmm. a character and uh, i don't know this game just doesn't look like it'd do it for me but mm-hmm. I'd be excited to check it out it is team ninja Team ninja okay, okay.
0: Did you ever play the criminally underrated Marvel Heroes Omega? No. This, that was a online-only similar style to Ultimate Alliance. Okay. Which was tragically canceled. Oh. No. I got into that probably, the, I think the summer before it got canceled. It's a real good game. Yeah. It satisfies, like, the loot grindiness okay. that uh you like in some games. But, yeah, I think it's worth checking out. Definitely, I'm getting this day one, so... I'm also hopeful because the first trailer, while the announcement was very hype, I was like, okay, this could use some work. Yeah, the first trailer, I yeah.
1: def- definitely did not sell me. And this one, like, a little bit, it's fine. But there
0: has been an improvement, definitely.
1: Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so.
2: I feel like the main reason to buy this game is because it, it's literally the perfect console. The yeah, Nintendo Switch, Switch with this game, like, mm-hmm. you... Most people, when they buy a Switch, they get a Pro Controller, and then it yeah. comes with the two controllers that clip on the side. Like, mm-hmm. that's a
1: full... Group playing right exactly there. yeah it's the absolutely perfect console for this game. It's fascinating to me that it's only on Switch because Marvel made such a big push with um, Spider-Man on PS4 being exclusive mm-hmm. to PS4. Uh, so yeah, I guess it's it's funny that Marvel is just kind of playing around as an exclusive on certain consoles. I don't, I honestly don't know why they're doing that, but it's that's interesting for sure.
0: So as far as I'm aware, Nintendo is publishing this. Yep. So I think. This is getting into more little games industry stuff, but um, I think it's a great get from uh, Nintendo. Oh, for sure. Because that Square Enix Avengers game is so up in the air right now. I would not be surprised if that gets pushed next-gen or if it just got scrapped and reworked. But in the meantime, Mm. I'll gladly take something like this. Oh, yeah. Because it does capitalize on the Avengers hype. I'm sure it's going to be a good game. Mm -hmm. Um, if If it's at least as good as the last two Ultimate Alliance games, I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah. So yeah, that uh, that about does that for that. For sure, um, I'm definitely gonna bring the switch in one of our recordings, one it's out though. Because, oh yeah, uh, again, perfect system for it. Yeah, definitely. Last news bit before we get into our rankings for this week. Uh, I mentioned a news story broke. Yes, a little bit before we start recording. I
1: usually hear of uh, podcasts talking about how news breaks immediately after, yeah, uh, recording. So this mm-hmm. is a good little uh. This a good little get for us, I suppose.
0: Mm-hmm. So, via the Hollywood Reporter, Marvel's Loki series lands Rick and Morty's writer. So, uh, do you watch Rick and Morty at all? I do. Yeah, Are you a fan of it? I
1: am. I am not. I am not. You're not a, a huge. I am not of a it. fan. I am not one of those guys, but uh, I enjoy it quietly. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it quietly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That, <laughs> I know a lot of Rick and Morty fans uh, aren't like that, but yeah, no, it's a good joke. mm
0: Yeah, it's. I think it's written cleverly. So. Oh yeah, definitely. The concept, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, has been released, so the sources they are quoting say that Loki will be followed as the trickster, shapeshifter, he's popping up throughout human history as unlikely, sorry, this is worded very strangely, so Loki's going to be going through history, human history, and it's going to be revealed that he has some influence over unlikely events throughout human history. Oh. Yeah, so...
1: So, like, time travel and manipulation, that kind of
0: thing? Technically, so, Loki's very old. Yeah. I think him and Thor are around, like, 1,500 years old.
1: Oh, so he's just, go, like, it's just going to progress, like, it's not It could be time. a prequel, yeah. Okay,
0: interesting. So, it could be, like, a Doctor Who style, just, like, okay. each episode's a random event. Uh, Loki could have some influence over, I don't know, what's some big thing. I don't want to say... <laughs> the Revolutionary War? So big. Yeah. Is um, he going to pop
1: in and just, like... Beat the British or something? Maybe I don't know. Fascinating. Yeah, so um,
0: yeah, Loki is going to be portrayed again by Tom Hiddleston. Mm, Officially,
1: I'm glad about that. I don't think they could do that with anyone else. Mm -hmm.
0: The Disney Plus service is what this is going to be on. Like you said, yeah, not R-rated, so it will be in tone with probably, probably Ragnarok. maybe the first Thor, as far as what Loki's character is like, depending on when it's placed, I think I would think so. Yeah, but yeah, so if if you saw Infinity War. (laughs) Loki not looking too good right yeah, now. Yeah, he
1: is no more. No more resurrections this time.
0: So, depending on what happens in Endgame, this is either a prequel or it's Loki actually doing time travel. Yeah, uh, Marvel has no comment right now on the actual plot synopsis that was re- revealed through Hollywood Reporter, okay. but yeah, are you excited for this?
1: Um, I am. I I like Loki as a character, especially as he progresses through the MCU. Uh, like especially in Ragnarok. Um, I liked him. Um, even in the Dark World. I thought it was pretty good. Um, but I think it'd be interesting to humanize this character. Especially since, like, he... it's. I feel like it's pretty easy to humanize him, just with his backstory. He's kind of a tragic character. Mm-hmm. Um, do you and, think yeah, he'll so, be able
0: to do that well if it is a prequel, though? Before the revelations of Thor 1, before he yeah, tried to backlash against his family.
1: That's the thing with prequels. I really hate prequels because, like, what's the point? We already know what's gonna happen. Um... I think it'd be better as a sequel. The time travel stuff would be weird if that's the case. Uh, but if it is the, a prequel, I don't really think it'd be as powerful mm-hmm. uh, with, with humanizing him, at least. Because, I don't know, I always think, like, like Jamie, Lam- Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones is a perfect example. Like, he humanizes over time. Okay. And Logi- <laughs> Logi- Loki has done that over time in mm-hmm. the MCU. Um, I don't know. So I feel like it'd be weird to kind of humanize him. Mm-hmm in a prequel setting because in the, in Thor one, like he's not a good guy. Right. Um, so it'd be weird to see. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think they could do that well as a prequel.
0: Yeah. It's worth noting the other shows that are coming to the service. We don't know much on them yet is, uh, vision and the Scarlet Witch, uh, winter soldier and Falcon. Ooh, I like the winter soldier one. That's yeah. a good idea. Uh, that's all that's confirmed right now. Mm-hmm. I think one of those is not confirmed officially, Okay, but it's pretty much all about confirmed. Right uh Pat I know you are on the DC service for streaming correct Yes I am What's your take on the Disney Plus service it's going to have the Marvel and Star Wars shows like are you excited for those do you think they can pull it off the way that DC has like I know I, I know people have some different opinions on the DC yeah, shows on there but
2: I am because of the concepts they have mm-hmm. uh if I was to strictly like rank the DC service the only reason I went on it is because I'm a big fan of the animated movies. Oh, and definitely. I ended up basically slamming all of those in about two months, and there's really nothing left to watch. Mm. I think the way that that Marvel kind of or the Disney subscription service would have success is if they didn't allow for their viewers to binge watch everything. Interesting. Oh yeah. If they released it at like in a periodic, like regular television. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like, I mean, you kind of end up where where I was with the DC. Uh, service where you basically just get through everything like if you're sick for a day you Mm -hmm. finish a fourth of the service and then Mm -hmm. you end up canceling it yeah which is what i'm about to do yeah gotten through pretty much everything
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i'm hopeful i'm not sure how it's going to shake out i'm probably going to sub because if it is mcu canon shows i already have an interest
1: yeah i feel like the, the Disney, uh, Disney Plus, right? That's what mm. it's called. Disney Plus is probably, like, one of the few things, aside from, like, Netflix and Hulu, that I would sub to. Yeah. Because if they did, if they were just like, here's all the MCU, and here's, like, a lot of the Disney catalog, I'd be like, okay, look, that's some of the best movies of all time. Yeah. I'll take that. um And especially with the... Uh, the shows, um, mm-hmm. I'd love to Got see that John
0: Favreau Star Wars show coming. Too. Oh my
1: god, that's going to be awesome! I would, yeah. Disney Plus is a get for me uh, mm-hmm. if if that is the case. Like with all those movies.
0: Also, last week we did talk about the earnings call. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Iger mentioned that Disney Plus will be demoed, and I believe April. Oh, so wow, we're going to have a closer look at it pretty soon. But that will wrap the news for this week. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll be ranking. Phase two of the MCU, talking about our number ones, probably less spicy takes this week, but we'll be right back.
2: (laughs) You ready for another bout?
0: What, you getting sleepy? Welcome back on the second half of the show. We will be ranking phase two of the MCU. Last week, we ranked phase one. Uh, Did not disagree much. No,
1: it was, yeah, we were fairly uh, similar on our list, I feel.
0: Surprised both of you with one of my picks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, this is the last... Long ranking in this format, because next week we will be going into one a week, starting with Civil War.
1: More time to stew on each particular film.
0: Yeah, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. Because this has been fun, but I really want to do some deep dives. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: And I've been, uh, like, some of these I doubled up on a couple days, Mm -hmm. uh, which, honestly, not that bad. But (laughs) it is nice to just kind of watch a movie and then, like, kind of sit with it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But this week, we will be ranking Iron Man 3, Thor The Dark World, Captain America The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. So, same style as last week. You just want to bounce back and forth? Sure, yeah. Okay, would you like to go first?
1: Yes, I shall go first. Uh, I don't know why I looked at that. I already knew it was number six. Uh, number six for me is um, Thor The Dark World. It is also my six. Yeah, so, where am I here? Okay. I Yeah. It's just not good. I think. Uh, it is down there with the incredible hulk. I just really feel like it is it feels like a marvel movie, which is good. Like that's what they've what they're known for. It has that formula to it, but at least got that right. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um I I like the score in this. I feel like at the, in phase 2 they started getting their score right. Uh in terms of in terms of music, I feel like they're starting to get it with this um Darcy, not a fan.
0: Okay, hold just up. hate her as a character. There's that great line she has though. What she said, which is the best line in so like the best joke out of all of them so far. Mm-hmm. When it's the like they're rattling off names and the hammer flies by and she calls it meow meow. Oh my god, that's good. I that's don't know good right that
1: <laughs> Um, I think again, I think this Thor is too serious. Um, I really like the Ragnarok Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I some people were upset with Ragnarok because he's so different. Than the previous two Thors, but honestly, this Thor, for me at least, I just can't latch onto him. That's fair. Um, <clears throat> Malekith, I would say, is the worst MCU villain of all time, I would have to say.
0: Towards the bottom, I don't know if I'd say worse immediately, but... Yeah, I, I, yeah,
1: he's... I'd have to think about that more, but I I do think he's just not good. He's not a good villain.
0: As someone who ranked Thor above the Avengers, yeah. <laughs> uh, this one I can't defend as much. No. I'm enter- this movie still entertains me. I really like the final fight, the uh visual aspect of it of them jumping through the realms. stuff like yeah, that. No, I think cool. that's really cool. I like the uh, the kill shot on Malekith yeah. when he stabs him with the weather poles or whatever. Yeah, poles yeah. Are. I like that a lot. Uh again, soft spot for Thor. I like the surrounding cast, even the humans. Darcy has some like some bad delivery on a lot of yeah, lines, I but so. I, I still like the chemistry they all have together. Mm-hmm. The whole Eric Selvig... Sidebot <laughs> is so strange.
1: That's so silly. Running around like naked at Stonehenge or
0: whatever. I like his character a lot, but that's just so weird. Um No pants. Yeah. Dark World was also originally gonna be directed by Patty Jenkins. Really? Yeah, which probably would have made the movie better. Yeah. Seriously. Uh I like Loki a lot in this film. Yeah, Loki's pretty
1: good in this. I, I say. like
0: him more than I did in the first story in this film. I agree. Yeah. Uh when he finds out that Frega's dead yes. and just like the it's silent, and you just see him like burst out that energy. That that's powerful. Yeah,
1: I only, I wrote down here. I only cared about Thor's mom's death until we saw Loki's reaction yeah, in the cell for sure. And uh, yeah, Tom Hiddleston is excellent in this movie.
0: Yeah, he's great. He's mm-hmm. a real he shines through in this.
1: And I will say, my favorite part of this movie is the cap cameo.
0: Oh, that's great! Where,
1: where Chris Evans pops up in the theater, I, I saw this in the theater, and I was like, "Oh my god, that was incredible!" Like, mm-hmm. imagine getting like the biggest, like one of the two biggest Avengers mm-hmm. in like a five second cameo. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad
0: they did that. Uh, yeah. So I don't have much else to say on Thor. I I'll disagree on the score because I I there's nothing that's standing out in my head. In yeah,
1: it, I will say like it's not stand out, but it's 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 good. I guess generic, if okay. that makes sense. Like it's it's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do like. There's a track from the first film called Sons of Odin, which Mm -hmm. is the one that plays when it's them, like, riding out together. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Again, I'm kind of upset that the MCU never really sticks with its themes. That's true, yeah. I noticed in... We'll get to this, but I noticed there's some recurring themes in Phase 2, which we can touch on more. Uh, What's your number five?
1: My number five is (laughs) Ant-Man. So, I like Ant-Man, but... uh, my problem with it is that I feel like it is the least consequential Marvel movie.
0: That's fair. I think the placement of Ant-Man 2 can fall into that because it was supposed to be the yeah. first Phase 3 film and then they ended up sweeping it in. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's true. So, yeah. It's uh, just like, yeah.
1: I think I love Michael Pena. I think he's one of my fa- favorite MCU characters. Um, the shtick of him recounting events in the Michael Pena way is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I wrote down I don't know why I wrote this down, but it made me laugh. It's titanium, you idiot. I don't know why I wrote that. I just thought that was a funny quote. Um but yeah, I Ann Man is good. Baskin Robbins. Yeah, Baskin Robbins, what a great little uh what a great little appearance of Baskin Robbins. I love Paul Rudd mm-hmm. as the character. Um and Michael Douglas is great. Evangeline Lily, great. I don't know, the plot oh again, the uh the villain, the dude from House of Cards. Oh, yeah. I I don't like him, honestly.
0: I'll, I'll say for Ant-Man, which we'll get to in a little bit on my ranking, but mm-hmm. Ant-Man's villain is one of the first standouts of... It's a carbon copy of the protagonist, but they're bad. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. That's like... Whenever I have to bring that up with Marvel films, that is the one I always go to. That's a good.
1: That's a good example for that.
0: More so than even any of the Iron Man films, mm-hmm. when it literally is a competitor trying to make yeah. another Iron Man suit. Yeah, seriously. With Ant Man, it's more because like Scott isn't a great person, right? And like he has a good heart, but he's still kind of shady. Yeah. So you do get the questionable actions and same thing. I think Cross is the guy's name, right? Yeah, Cross. He is just a straight up dick. Yeah. <laughs> so for it's sure. like similarities between the two. But, yeah. Um,
1: I don't... Every time I watch this movie, immediately, I forget the plot. And I don't know why, because I never do that with any other movies. But, Uh I don't know. I think I'm... Maybe it's... I'm not, like, bored by this movie, but I just... I'm not sucked into what's going on. Mm -hmm. I just feel like nothing that's happening is, like, that important.
0: Does your placement Earth... Like the way you think about this film have anything to do with the fact that it was originally going to be directed by Edgar Wright?
1: No, but I, I really wish it would have been directed by Edgar Wright.
0: I do. Even the first time I saw it, I felt like there were some Edgar Wright isms that carried over. There are
1: definitely some stuff that, um, like the the Michael Peña stuff in terms of editing, mm-hmm. that is definitely Edgar Wright.
0: I think visually too, with the shrinking scenes. Yeah, it has a lot of his style, mm-hmm. or like light fingerprints of his style compared to some of his other stuff. but uh
1: That's so sad. That yeah. makes me so sad because mm-hmm. I think that that's a perfect movie and perfect character for him to do. Definitely. But oh well.
0: My number five is Iron Man 3. Okay. Which I, compared to last week, everything from here forward is three stars or higher for me. Right. So Iron Man 3, I really like. I don't know now if I like it more than Iron Man 1. But for the longest time, I've always said that I, I prefer it over Iron Man 1. Mm-hmm. I think I still have a better time with it than Iron Man 1, maybe. But mm-hmm. I, Iron Man 1 is just a better film. Yeah. Iron Man 3 gets way too much crap. I think so, too. I think it's a very good film. I think it's very... It was a good choice to make it focus on Tony Stark. Oh, definitely. Because I a lot of people use that as a complaint for this. It's like, oh, it's not an Iron Man movie. It's a Tony Stark movie. Mm-hmm. Iron Man 1 is just as much about Tony Stark as Iron Man 3 is. Yeah, definitely. Because you don't get the suit until pretty much the end of the first act in Iron Man.
1: It really is far back, yeah.
0: And then in Iron Man 3, maybe it's because they take the suit away, which is fine with me. Because mm-hmm. like, you get really to see him stripped down to who he is a, as a person. If you're nothing without the suit, suit, you shouldn't have it at all. Yeah, and we see implications from Iron Man 3 and a lot of other Marvel yeah, movies sure. like Ultron, mm-hmm. Civil War, Spider-Man. Iron Man 3, the twist, I enjoy a lot. Interesting. Especially going back to where we are now and how chaotic the world is with uh, social media and manipulation of the press and stuff like that. I think the Mandarin twist is just going to keep aging like a fine wine.
1: That makes sense, actually, now that you say that.
0: Going back, I really love... Because when I initially saw it, I actually got... It's slightly spoiled for me. And I saw a night of Premiere. Damn. I heard something about like oh Killian is like in charge of the Mandarin or something like that. Right. So I had an expectation going in that there was something wrong. Okay. I didn't know the whole thing if he was an actor. Right. But yeah, I think a lot of the Ben Kingsley twist is funny just because it's Ben Kingsley acting like a doofus. Yeah, seriously. Um Yeah, so the twist what was, holds what up.
2: was the actor's name in the
0: mm-hmm. movie? Oh, like the character's name? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, what was it? it was uh, Trevor.
0: Trevor yeah. Trevor, yeah. Trevor Slattery, I think? Yeah, yeah. Trevor yeah. Slattery. That yeah. was it. <laughs> yeah, I l- I thought that was such a good twist on the whole, um, just your expectations of the superhero film. hmm I get being upset that it wasn't the true Mandarin, but right. people, I, I, don't, I never got the appeal of the actual Mandarin character yeah. in the first place. So,
1: my number four is Iron Man 3. Okay. Um, And... I used to hate this movie. I used to absolutely hate this movie, and it it was because of the twist. Uh And I mean, still now, it's it doesn't bother me as much. Mm -hmm. I think the reveal is funny. Like the actual, like him going to it is like hilarious.
0: I love how he like goes in and out of the voice too. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, And like Tony's like so confused. Like like, imagine like this dude who in your mind blew up your house uh, and like killed all these people across the world. And it's just, like, some fat British dude mm-hmm. with, like, two women in his bed, and he just came out of the bathroom. He's like, don't go in there for a while. It's like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the character, quote-unquote, uh, of the Mandarin is fantastic. Um, I love the idea of that. And now that you say that, uh, that's actually an interesting idea of, like, the the whole, like, social media mm-hmm. uh, manipulation of social media. Um, and, and with Mandarin's character, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there, it is a little disappointing to me. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not a huge Iron Man comics guy, so I have no affinity for the actual Mandarin. But um, I do wish it was like an actual character that or an actual villain for Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do like this Iron Man, and it's my favorite Iron Man now that I look at it. Yeah, I would. That's weird for me to say because in 2013 when this came out, this was easily my least favorite. Uh, but now it's probably my favorite because it is a it is absolutely like a Tony Stark. Um it's like a it's a portrait of Tony Stark's character mm-hmm. and I think that is really important because even in Iron Man 2 he he was not as humble as he is
0: now. Yeah, he lost himself.
1: He really did. And after the Avengers and especially in this movie he really does humble himself, especially with the PTSD. I love mm-hmm. that angle in this movie. It is so good. Um and I really do think it's like the start of Tony uh as we know him and yeah. i feel like that's like the best part of the movie
0: yeah i um, really do like this a lot oh I'm, yeah i really enjoy Iron Man three.
1: Oh, it's i think it's fantastic another note i have on here it's a christmas movie yeah that's weird i love it <laughs> but it's fine like it's totally weird have but you uh, ever
0: seen kiss kiss bang bang no i haven't that i if you haven't seen that i recommend it it's mm-hmm. also starring robert downey jr okay and it's a sort of like neo-noir also directed by shane black takes place in christmas very good film.
1: Does Shane Black like his uh, Christmas movies? Oh, he sure does. That's, was The Nice Guys a Christmas movie? I don't know,
0: but I think The Recent Predator was also a Christmas movie. <laughs> so, well, I'm I'm there for it, though. Um, I really like Iron Man 3.
1: I love the kid in this movie. Yeah. He is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't there, like, some rumor that he was going to pop up in, like, Infinity War or Endgame? Or Probably, did I just yeah. hear that? Some I, I
0: remember hearing people speculate about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I honestly, I think this has some of the best Tony Stark comedy in it, too.
1: I think so, too. <laughs> I have a quote here. Uh, It happens. Dad leave, dads leave. No need to be a pussy about it. <laughs> like, what the hell? Who says that to a kid? Yeah. The post-credits scene was also great.
0: What oh, was it? With the uh, banner. Iron
1: Man, Thor- or, yeah, Iron Man 3. Yeah, that was good. It was just, like, the whole story. The whole movie was him telling the story to Bruce, and he was, like, asleep. That was good. That was a good little...
0: It's also, Uh, I I feel like that's a nod, too, because um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is also narrated by uh, Robert N. Jr. Oh, is it? Yeah. Interesting. At the end, he's doing, like, a video log about it. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah. I went through gets too much hate.
1: I agree. I agree. And uh, that's not a stance I would have taken even last year, I don't think. Interesting. Yeah, I'm with you
0: on that one. Uh, My number four is your number five, Mm Ant-Man. I wanted to rank higher. I really like Ant-Man. I think it elevates some of the format of the origin story that was established with Iron Man. I think it does some things that the original Iron Man does better.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Ant-Man does better, I should say. Right? Uh, it's a heist movie, and I it love is a heist, movie. heist movies. Yeah. Honestly, if you recommend a film to me and it's a heist movie, automatically gets higher up on the list.
1: So you're a big uh, Ocean's guy?
0: Oh, Ocean's Eleven is one of my favorite movies. Oh, time. awesome.
1: I've actually never seen him, which this is, is weird to say, but good. I think I should.
0: Yeah, Ant-Man... Uh, similarly to what you were saying, I missed the presence of Edgar Wright, and the first time I saw it, was like, dang, what could have this have been? Mm-hmm. I do think that Peyton Reed did find a good place for this character, a very good tone for the comedy of Scott, and I think one of the things I like the most about Ant-Man is the surrounding cast. Yeah. Because, uh, Michael Douglas does a great job as Hank Pym. I love his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evangeline Lilly also very good. She's a highlight. Cross, eh. yeah, he's uh, fine. Scott's crew though, I love them. Oh, they're
1: fantastic. They're great, and they get even better in uh, Ant-Man: and The Wasp. I feel, yeah, I love that.
0: Um Yeah, I. It's strange for Marvel to do a straight up comedy. Mm-hmm. We've seen it a couple times now, uh, specifically with Ragnarok. I feel like that's pretty much a that's a comedy. comedy. Yeah, definitely. Ant-Man comedy heist film.
1: Yeah, that's weird to say. That's that's like their first comedy, isn't it? Mm.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Their first full-on comedy. So, is
1: definitely so late in the game, too. 2015. Mm-hmm. Wow. I
2: think it's fair to say they've been doing a great job so no, far. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Phase 2. I, yeah. I think Ragnarok was the funniest movie of 18. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Phase 2, surprisingly, I always feel like Phase 2 is full of crap. Yeah. It's not.
1: <laughs> I. That's what I think, because everyone has, like, I guess it's uh, rose-colored, rose-tinted glasses with Phase 1. Because that kind of started it all. But looking back on phase one, I'm like, ooh, this is probably my least favorite phase of Marvel. In phase two, at least right now, I mean, compared to the two, it's my favorite. We'll see how it ranks against phase three. Probably not as high because I love phase three. But, yeah, honestly, like right now, phase two is looking pretty good.
0: Yeah. So, last thing I'll say on Ant-Man is the relationship that he has with his family, too. Mm -hmm. uh, Of his daughter and uh, G. Greer and her second husband. Yep. I love their dynamic, too. Oh, yeah. it's pretty So good. much about Ant-Man is very funny. I love the characters at their core. We'll get to this with Ant-Man, too, also, but the fact that so much at the beginning of that film is just him in the house yeah, just is a testament to how well Paul Rudd owns this character. Oh, for sure. And I think Marvel's better for it at yeah. this point. Yeah. So, What's next up for you?
1: Um, so, Iron Man 3 was 4 for me, and number 3 is Age of Ultron. Um, I actually really like this movie. And uh, you mentioned this uh, this to me last uh, year when we were like just talking about we because we were both watching um the MCU like leading up to Infinity War, and you were you said that this movie ages better than the first Avengers, and in in my mind I was like I don't know if I agree with that, but rewatching it now it absolutely does, um, and I like this better than the original Avengers. So do I in my friend. mind, which is <laughs> I that's another like watching this again all these movies are recontextualized mm-hmm. after infinity war um and yeah this is this is I prefer this over the first avengers
0: so i want to talk about this now since we both seem to be very positive about ultron yeah. ultron's my number 2 oh wow. age of ultron is my favorite avengers movie mhm because oh my
1: god <laughs> even more than infinity war okay
0: i think so okay i ha- cuz i haven't rewatched infinity war for a while yeah okay But Infinity War, I feel like this is a little bit of a tangent. I feel like it's going to age similarly to the first Avengers, where Infinity War is very reliant on the spectacle. Yeah. Whereas Age of Ultron is so much about the team dynamic. Right. Which I feel like is one of the weaker aspects of Infinity War, which again is at the point because they are splintered off. Mm -hmm. Events have happened throughout the MCU. But Age of Ultron. Uh while it's not as good of a film as Infinity War, I enjoy more than Infinity War because right. it is the team being the team. Oh yeah. And this is really the only time we see them functioning fully as a team. That's true. There is some conflict, there is some disagreement, but like there's going to be this like six gods fighting yeah. together. So yeah, Ultron just ages so well. There's so many aspects. The one thing that I do not like, the thing that does not age well, mm-hmm. it's a Joss Whedonism is the uh black widow character in this yeah not good the
1: whole monster idea
0: yeah about the like oh i can't have kids so i'm a monster just yeah. like a hulk that's oof, yeah that on, was, that
1: that's a rough line absolutely yeah
0: that was like Ush.
1: yeah that you're right that is that is kind of like the main detractor is especially with that one line it's like yeah. all right whatever but uh honestly i, I really do like this movie um one of the best Stan Lee ca- cameos. Yeah. <laughs> Excelsior. Name uh, of the show. Yeah, there it is. Um He's a fan, apparently. Yeah, I mean I guess so. Uh Steve's vision uh makes me incredibly sad. Oh yeah. With him and Peggy. Mm-hmm. That one, like ugh, that gets me. Um and I hope to see if he dies or he goes to the, the Soul Realm or whatever in um in the next movie. Why can't I think of it? Endgame. Endgame. <laughs> Uh, I would love to see him dancing with Peggy. Yeah, I would love to see that scene. Uh, that just like that makes me well up even thinking about that. Um, what else do I have here? Vision and Mjolnir. Gotta love that. Big fan.
0: Also, uh, Cap like budging it, moving it. In. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. And Thor's reaction. Thor's like, he's like, no. The entire sorry. party scene is one of my favorites in the entire series. It's like the first
1: time you can see the Avengers like kind of wind down and yeah. just like be friends mm-hmm. because they didn't. I mean, obviously, they really didn't even get to be friends in Avengers One. The only example of that is them eating Sharma at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but that's about it. Um, I love Hawkeye in this movie. Me too. Specifically. Mm-hmm. He get This is Hawkeye's movie, I feel. Mm-hmm. He really gets the the attention he deserves as a character because he got screwed over in the Avengers and he just, like, couldn't be himself, but...
0: I love the line he has. It's like, I did the whole mind control thing not yeah. doing it
1: again. Yeah, that was... I, I have that on here. as like, a really good, like, uh, fourth wall breaking yeah. joke pretty much, but... um especially his speech to scarlet witch always oh, like so good. brings tears to my eyes and always like has m- my hair on my back and my neck like standing up because that's just like it's incredible it is like you either like walk out the door or be an avenger or you hide in here and I'll get your brother to send you mm-hmm. but like if you come out with me you're an avenger yeah, and absolutely. oh I love it I absolutely love it
0: um also Danny Elfman did the score to this yeah I'm better with it now than I was yeah Because the first time I saw it and I heard the title theme when they show the Avengers card and pretty much any other time they're doing heroic stuff, I'm like, they're not using the Avengers theme. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Come on. Uh, I did notice more of it this time. And like I was mentioning earlier, bringing back some of the characters' themes. When there's the Veronica Hulk fight, when Tony lands in the suit, they do have hints of the Iron Man 3 theme, which I really like. That's pretty good. Um, There was another character i think oh cap has a couple tones of his theme from winter soldier in Mm -hmm. there which i appreciate because again these characters should have themes
1: oh absolutely because
0: i feel like that adds so much to it
1: that is a weird thing about the mcu that you've you've been touching on for a while like you really don't have a big theme for each character you don't um i mean the dc has it um i i mean i haven't really kept up with them but i mean obviously wonder woman Mm -hmm. has her theme um and like they're very recognizable yeah. I think the the one character that does have a theme is Spider-Man, but we get that later, mm-hmm. much later. Um but yeah, for now they don't have their themes, which is kind of disappointing.
0: Yeah. I think um Danny Elfman did like fine. I think as much as I'm upset they didn't use the Avengers theme, I think the new Avengers theme that they use for the close of the film when it's like uh Falcon, Scarlet Witch, Black yeah. Widow, and Cap. I like that theme a lot. Yeah, definitely. Which, is, it's nice that they gave them their own sort of thing, but again, I don't think that ever comes back, because they just go back to the Avengers theme, yeah. which fine by me, cause sure. I love that. Yeah, Ultron, though. Uh, Ultron is a character. I think we should touch on that. Yeah, for sure. I like him.
1: Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Um... I this is my bias. Uh and I had a tweet about this earlier today. I absolutely hate James Spader. <laughs> Just absolutely hate him. And it is probably because of Robert California in the office. Yeah. Um sure. I that's like one of those examples. It like doesn't even fall into this category, but like separating the artists from the art I hate that character so with a burning passion, and I cannot separate um James Spader from Robert California in the office. But um I think He's great as Ultron,
0: yeah, my girlfriend also does not like Ultron's character just because of Robert Downey. Yeah, I
1: absolutely hate him, um but I, I I like him as Ultron, and the character is is interesting, I feel,
0: yeah, and I like that he kind of leans into the whole cheesiness of what his role is as a character because mm-hmm. he's very much, especially his like speech at the party is very much a oh, we live in a society sort of thing, yeah, but it works, I think it works with the tone and his character overall and where he ends up going and he's like my mission is peacekeeping the avengers cause chaos yeah so it makes sense yeah. and i think he plays that well i wish he had a, a little more depth yeah but he
1: is he's fine i mean i like him as a villain but the only thing i really dislike about him is that like you can't really empathize with him mm-hmm. he's not like a human being
0: yeah he's not one of the better ones i'd say he's higher up on the mid tier though yeah he's in the mid tier somewhere and I do like that there is some similarities to Tony's um, attitude with Ultron yeah. because he did create him. Sure. Vision also. There's so much in this movie.
1: Yeah, Vision is absolutely great in this. Uh, <laughs> this is a uh, probably a mean joke, but I always say that Paul Bettany looks more normal <laughs> as Vision than he does as a human being. Uh, Why does he
0: always have makeup on now? Because he was in Solo too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. He was in Solo with uh, weird like face it was. It looked like veins, but it was, like, kind of power source in him. I don't know. He always wears, like, weird yellow glasses in, like, <laughs> interviews. And I'm like, you look so weird, Paul Bettany.
0: Very strange, man. Yeah. But, yeah, there's <laughs> a lot. I'll uh, also mention this. Cap mm-hmm. finally gets his due as a team leader. In yeah, this. finally. The whole introduction of them in the forest. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't like I like it. The language? Not just language. Or that just the whole sequence. Scene.
1: The sequence itself, I think, is awesome. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I found weird about that? Um, when the logo popped up, uh, like after, I think, Tony picked up the scepter, mm-hmm. and then the logo popped up, it was like a weird edit. I don't know why it popped yeah. up at that moment.
0: That's strange. Yeah. I don't know,
1: but uh, that's that was my only like editing issue, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with the first <laughs> Avengers Day and Infinity War, it is building to the title. Yes. Yeah, the badass Nick Fury line is like, we get ready, and then Thanos is coming. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, this one's just a cut
1: yeah it's so at that i watched it last year and this year and again mm-hmm. it was just so weird to me But oh yeah. well. it's a small thing
0: i love this movie i could talk yeah. about ultron for an entire podcast length yeah no i, I,
1: I this movie has really grown on me mm-hmm. and i was someone who again this is a <laughs> phase two has really surprised me because there are so many movies this one included that i totally ragged on mm-hmm. uh, but i mean i'm really liking Pretty much all of these, especially more than uh, Phase 1, I would say.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, I guess we should move on. Okay. My third, and I'm assuming your second, yeah, Gardens of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two and three for me are like neck and neck. Oh, yeah. It's like the scale could tip the slightest amount either way. Mm -hmm. Because similar to the Avengers, the first time I saw Gardens of the Galaxy, I saw it within 24 hours a second time. I, that's the film I've seen the most in theaters. I think I saw Guardians, including a drive-in theater, like seven times. Oh,
1: my God. That's awesome. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. It's amazing. I absolutely love that movie.
0: Interesting, last year when we did our rewatch, I something felt off. Mm. I think it may have been, it either hit me at a wrong time or just I knew that movie almost inside and out. Yeah. But revisiting it now, I was just like, damn, this is such a good film. Yeah.
1: It is classic Marvel in my mind. Like that is what Marvel should be like. Yeah. Um I think it has the best opening in a Marvel movie. Yeah. From the emotion of uh Peter Quill losing his mother oh, yeah. to the absolute hilarity of him just walking through an empty cave.
0: Yeah, dancing around. Like
1: I, I don't know how they I, I I just don't know how they did this movie. Uh, James Gunn, man. yeah. And I, I had it um I have it on here somewhere. It is the weirdest MCU movie of all time, I feel, because it has no business being as good as it is. Like, they were like, oh, we're going to make a movie about a group of people no one knows about, mm-hmm. and we're going to get the fat guy from Parks and Rec to <laughs> star in it. Trust me. Yeah. It's going to make millions. And they did. I don't know how this movie did as well as it did. I just don't understand. And, like, it's one of the best MCU movies, I feel.
0: Yeah, I think it ages very well. Oh, no, so well. I think almost better than any of the other ones we've talked about so far. Yep. Definitely. Maybe not as good as Ultron, but Mm -hmm. I think Guardians has maintained its quality. Oh, yeah. It hasn't dipped. It's gone up a little bit for me. Mm -hmm. I think it is Avengers, but better. Because it did what the Avengers did in five movies beforehand Mm -hmm. in the first act. Right. And you immediately cared about all these characters. Seriously. And props to James Gunn for that.
1: Absolutely. This is like the opposite of the Suicide Squad. 100%. Because... I mean I hate Suicide Squad. I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, eh. Yeah. So that movie I cared about none of the characters and they had to build up that team in one movie. And that is a I will give it I will give Suicide Squad uh this it is a very hard thing to do.
0: Yeah, it's very hard.
1: But Guardians of the Galaxy did it. Yeah. And they did it so well because they took characters no one knew about. And for some reason, at the end of the movie, we cared about them. Yeah. And that is like a feat in and of itself. And they didn't have Will Smith
0: either. (laughs) They did
1: not have Will Smith, yeah. Yeah,
0: the biggest name, I feel like, would probably be Bradley Cooper, and they (laughs) made him a raccoon.
1: Yeah, Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel, and you don't even know it's Vin Diesel unless you've heard about it before.
0: Yeah, man, the Guardians films have a special place in my heart. Seriously. Because I, even revisiting this one, I still tear up. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. The moment at the end when they're all standing together and Mm -hmm. he reaches out to Gamora and he sees his mom, yeah, that makes me cry. Oh, definitely. And then it hits me right again when he's reading the note, and it's like she called him Star Lord, yeah, why he's so attached. Oh, yeah, now you're getting me. me. So hard, definitely.
1: Um, I think again, we got another trend here in the MCU, Ronan. I do not like him as I think he's okay, he's fine. He's just like generic bad guy to me. He screams a lot, he screams a lot. He's like, I think he's better than Malakith, but. He's, I don't know, he's fine. He's intimidating. Yeah. So he has a cool ship, the thing that spins. Yeah, I do like the That's design. That's
0: cool. That's another thing I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. But I want to bring up something else first before we okay. get Ronan, I like the fact that he's so serious. Yeah. Because when you get the dynamic of him and Chris Pratt at the end, it's so funny. That's a good point. I wish there was like some other character to add some levity to more of Ronan's scenes. Mm-hmm. Because the back and forth between him and Quill at the end... When he's about to destroy a planet and yeah. he starts dancing, he's like, what are you doing? Yeah, He's like, this is my moment. Because right. <laughs>
1: like, it's such a like dichotomy between someone yeah. who doesn't take anything seriously and someone who takes everything so seriously. Yeah, That's so a good point.
0: I don't know if like more of that would have helped or hurt, because yeah. maybe if there was more than that moment and that comedy wouldn't have worked as well, mm-hmm. but I wanted to shout that out. Also, I think... So Guardians 1, for me, has, like I said, a special place because... I The first time I saw this, I walked out feeling what I imagined people felt watching the first Star Wars. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I, I really was blown away by how insanely unique this film was and mm-hmm. how original it was, even though it was based on a comic book. Yeah. Like creature design, the way they portrayed space, the way that these characters were written, the way they were acted. Everything about this film I loved to death and I was so fascinated with. That's why I saw it so many times. Right. In the kiln, all the creature designs, mm-hmm. space, nowhere as a concept. Yeah. So much of this film is impeccably designed and a master craftsmanship of sci-fi yeah, for modern so film. And, yeah, I just love so much about Guardians.
1: Yeah, you're right. I think it does uh, age very well. I think it ages... Personally, I think it ages best out of any other movie that's that we've talked about um, mm-hmm. so far. I think it's still the funniest MCU movie, in my opinion.
0: I Yeah, I... I think Guardians has my favorite humor. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, I mean, for Ragnarok, yes, it's. I'm trying to compare the two, but I, I still think Guardians is is funnier than uh than Ragnarok. Although that has its own charm too. Yeah. But um, another thing I want to say just briefly. Um, I think the strife between the characters that they go through throughout this movie makes way much more sense than the strife that they had in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Way much more sense. Oh, way much more. Way more sense. Yeah. Um, because these characters like. Start off hating each other for a reason. Yeah, they're all in jail together because of themselves. Um, but with the Avengers, they just hate each other because they, I guess, I don't know, they need to have some sort of conflict. Like egos. Yeah, that's it, it is all ego in the Avengers, and that kind of annoys me. Um, in in that particular movie, but it makes so much more sense in Guardians, and Definitely. I love it for that. Yeah. Shout out to John C. Riley. Seriously, that's a good point. John C. Riley holding holding it down in this movie.
0: So before we hit our number one, Pat. Would you like to go through your list of Phase Two?
2: Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll keep it brief. Go okay. For it. Uh, Thor: The Dark World is my six because evil elves and the girls from Two Broke Girls isn't exactly <laughs> the best key for the Marvel Universe. Yep. Uh, then I'm gonna go Iron Man Three. Okay. Just I liked it. Like you guys said, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to Man at Four because I just kind of like that conceptually a lot more than I like Iron Man. Yep. And plus, it was kind of a breath of fresh air when I first watched it. uh, number three, I'm going winter soldier, ooh, interesting, yeah, that gun he has where he flips the car, mm-hmm. it's dope, yeah. no, I want that because <laughs> like for moving furniture it'd be easier oh, yeah yeah I don't I I'm that. breaking this down from the worst like cinematically critical <laughs> I but this is yeah,
0: this is what you get with me, and worth mentioning last week, Captain America was your number one,
2: yeah, that's true, mm-hmm. and uh,
0: I'm not a loyal guy.
2: Uh, and Avengers: Age of Ultron. That's gonna be my number two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Spader just kills it in this movie. Yeah, definitely. Also, great story. Mm-hmm. I like the story all throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when they lifted up, like uh, I don't know if I uh, it was about a curse. So I'm not gonna do that. But they <laughs> pulled a planet off the, or they pulled a city off the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we're just gonna drop it and ruin everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, who comes up with that? That's who a great, wrote that? It's a really good concept for sure. And then number one is going to be Guardians. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Guardians is so good. It's
1: definitely. a great
2: movie. And then that soundtrack,
1: like, I still could just... Yeah, we didn't even
0: touch on that. that. That's a good point. It has,
1: honestly... The best soundtrack. I think it has one of the best soundtracks of all time at any movie.
0: Yeah, there's some really good picks yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a good point you brought up. Soundtrack is definitely important in yeah, that movie. Yeah, worth
0: mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. See, that could be critical. <laughs> <laughs> so, my number one, your number one... Yeah. Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Sure.
1: I didn't take too many notes on this because I already know how I feel, but yeah, if you want to start us off with this one.
0: I'm going to start off with a bold ass claim. Okay, (laughs) let's do it. Captain America, The Winter Soldier is a better superhero film than The Dark Knight. Wow. Okay. I will say this because it is not ashamed to be about a superhero. Mm -hmm. It leans into it. It is just as thrilling. I preferred overall and i love batman batman's arguably my favorite superhero Mm -hmm. 10 years ago captain america i don't know who you are i don't care yeah seriously (laughs) but winter soldier is the thing that really made cab one of my favorite characters Mm. ever now yeah i love so much about this film i don't even know where to start but yeah i think as far as being a comic book film about a character i think it is more entertaining than the Dark Knight, I feel mm-hmm. like it's more rewatchable and it stands at the same quality level. And I feel like not enough people shout it out for that.
1: That's a good point. Um, and what you were saying, it is, it's. I think it's easy to argue that is a better superhero movie because mm-hmm. what you're saying um, makes sense. Like it is more enjoyable. It has more levity to it, and that is what, what most superheroes are all about. I know Batman right. has a dark tone to him, but like you, there still has to be moments of levity and kind of humor mm-hmm. along with that and i think captain america the winter soldier is perfect with that it takes itself seriously and that's what i enjoy about specific mcu movies i like movies that take itself very seriously and like they're like this has consequence to mm-hmm. what's going on in the greater mcu and the winter oh, soldier boy, yeah oh my god more than any of these i think um i mean age of ultron of course but uh, it absolutely is is significant, and uh, I think everyone is like on their A game in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like kind of a collection of characters. Yeah, it's not just a cap movie. It's like Natasha's in there, Nick Fury's in there, uh, Falcon, of course. Falcon is
0: my favorite supporting character. In he's you, yeah. He's he's awesome. I love him. Yeah, make him Cap.
1: I would love that. I would actually really like a um, Winter Soldier as Cap mm-hmm. because I think it'd be fascinating to. I mean, this is a tangent, but I think it'd be fascinating to have someone who is so, like, hated by the general public because I thought he did the Civil War bombing, mm-hmm. um, and have him take over the mantle of someone that everyone universally loves. Yeah. And I think it'd be very fascinating to see him kind of, like, gain the trust of the people. Like a redemption. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Doesn't everyone technically hate Captain America now? I mean, the government and the mc Yeah, the one.
1: government hates him, I'd say.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Because you got that whole scene in Homecoming where they're like, or Hannibal is like, oh, I guess this guy's technically a war criminal now. <laughs> yeah, I love that
0: oh, so that's much. that's awesome. Um, can I say a story real quick? Yeah, please. So I think Winter Soldier is such an excellent movie because it's so thrilling and it maintains that upon repeat viewings. Mm-hmm. Recently, uh, beginning of January, when we were on break, uh, I was hanging out with my family. I was with my mom, my grandpa, and my brother. We went to watch a movie. My brother and I saw Winter Soldier when it came out the first time. Yep. My mom and my grandpa had not seen Winter Soldier. So we watched it on giant-ass TV. hmm My God. I'm like, dude, that entire highway scene, my heart was racing still. It's just shot so excellently. The action this film is directed incredibly well. The Russos for their debut for a film. Yep insane going from tv and community and stuff like that on television yeah to this
1: isn't that weird like they're they did arrested development right yeah they did like that's has no bearing on this movie at all but i don't i don't know how they did it
0: yeah so we watched it again and like i don't know if it was because i was experiencing it with people who had never seen it before mm-hmm. but when i rewatched it two days ago again still the highway scene had me locked in i was like my heart was beating so fast It's just, like, there's a visceral sense to the entirety of the way they shoot this film and Mm -hmm. the way the action's portrayed, and just Cap's character in general. Yeah. It's incredible. I cannot say enough good things about this film. Um,
1: I'm trying to think of, like, trying to even think of the villain. I wouldn't say the Winter Soldier's a villain because he's a puppet. Right, Robert Uh, Redford. Yeah, Robert Redford and um, Hydra is, and I guess, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is the villain, Mm -hmm. Um, which I like. I think it's a little too up in the air. It's not ground. I mean, it's grounded in Robert Redford's character, mm-hmm. um which I like him. I like he I think he's excellent in this. Um Yeah, me too. He I, it's like this this movie is like a spy espionage movie. Yeah. Um and it makes sense like that is the, the particular villain and I do like that. It's just kind of hard to pin down like that's my favorite villain because it's like there's multiple angles with it's the more villain in this. the implications. You're right. Yeah.
0: Which I still think again repeat viewings like The Drop mm-hmm. the moment of, I think that scene with um, Zola yeah, uh, with for Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson just acted so well. Yeah, definitely. Because of the realization that they've been fighting for the enemy this entire time. Mm-hmm. It's just acted so well. Like Absolutely. It still hits every single time.
1: And I like the uh, Saw reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's another thing. Great. My, one of my favorite parts about this movie is The Notebook. Oh, that's so good. Where he... Uh, where Falcon says something, you got to listen to Marvin Gaye's uh, soundtrack too. I, I forget Trouble what it was. Man. Yeah, Trouble Man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll add it to the list. Literally pulls out a list and writes it down. And if you pause, you can like scroll There's down cool and spot. see like Nirvana. The Beatles. Uh, band. Yeah, the Beatles. Um, and, Star Wars slash Trek. Yeah, Star Wars slash Trek. And uh, that's different in every, in particular countries or particular yeah, regions. Really cool. Which I think is fascinating uh, because that would make sense for like, I don't know, you give that to like a Chinese audience and like, mm-hmm those references wouldn't make sense so they they have like different references for particular audiences i think yeah, that's really, really cool. cool yeah
0: i will also want to shout out the way they treat cap in this movie absolutely is the maybe the best in the series still mm-hmm. but one of my favorite things it's such a small detail there's three specific moments that always stand out in my head there's when he lands on the Lemarian star and it's before the music kicks in It's when he's taking out a couple guys silently, but right when the music kicks in, he kicks some dude, he like slams against the side and then just flips over the ship. Mm -hmm. The power and like the thump you feel there is insane. Also, when he's chasing the Winter Soldier and after Fury gets shot, he's running through the building with shield charging through stuff. He just like wrecks into a wall and caves that entire wall in. And it's just, it lingers on that because then he starts running down a hallway. Mm -hmm. So,
1: it's so good. It really does explore his powers more, like powers in question, um, more in this movie, like especially in the opening scene mm-hmm. on your left where he passes Falcon uh, on the um, the uh, reflecting pool in uh, Washington and he is like hundreds of yards yeah. past him. It's like, oh my God. Uh-huh. Um,
0: that was also another point where they used the, um, like the Captain America march from the first film mm-hmm. at the beginning of the film. So yes. it was cool that they, it was only used there, but it was cool they used it. Yeah. Also they used it in the museum.
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um I really like the character of Winter Soldier in this. Absolutely adore it. Um and it's a good I don't know, I think coming from Avengers, I've always said it like these and like I'm not the only one to say it, but uh the characters in Avengers, especially Cap is like such cookie cookie cutter, mm-hmm. kinda cliche, um, very like stereotypical of their characters. Like, they're kind of caricatures of who they are. Yeah, definitely. In Cap in this breaks the mold so much of, mm-hmm. of what they establish him as. Um, he starts to question everything. And the Captain America we knew in the first one and in the Avengers is starting to change into the yeah. one that we know now. I mean, especially we'll see that in Civil War. But Winter Soldier really ra- laid the groundwork where he's starting to question the government. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of like breaking off what he used to be so loyal to. And that's what yeah. I love so much about this movie.
0: Yeah, it's so good. I love, again, the action. Of this. Oh, incredible. Lemurian Star, that entire opening is yeah, so good. Seriously. The highway scene, again, just ins- like the Bucky reveal, too, that hits yeah. still, even though we know it's coming.
1: Did you know that going into it, the movie? 2014. I, I
0: would think I was aware that Winter Soldier was Bucky.
1: Yeah. I don't think I did at all. Oh, so that was. So have been. it was a pretty good reveal for me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. And then the ending sequence, too, with oh, the, yeah. the three carriers. Very good. Mm-hmm. The entire moment, I think one of the highlights is when Winter Soldier shows up. Oh, yeah. Just the reveal of him, too, where he explodes the thing and then he's walking through fire. Yeah. That's such a cool shot. I love that so much. And
1: and the, the with you till the end of the line always gets me.
0: The thing that hits me, too, is um, the same moment within a couple seconds of that is when he's trying to save him and he's like, you're my friend. He, like, tackles him. He's like, you're my mission. Then he just beats the hell out of him. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Ugh, this movie's so good.
1: Because, like, you can tell the Winter Soldier's, like, fighting with himself oh, in yeah. his mind. And he, like, doesn't want what Cap's saying to be true, but, like, eventually accepts it. Uh, also, and this is just a smaller note, Skinny Steve looks, like, significantly better in this movie than it did in the first uh, Cap. Yeah. I guess technology has had advanced at that point
0: uh-huh. where it didn't look really bad. Definitely, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I know we talked a lot about the action so far mm-hmm. and, like, surface level stuff. But I really do give them a lot of credit for the way they deliver these twists, the way they write the political intrigue and yeah. the relationships between the characters. Because I do feel like that's the highlight. For as good as the action is, yeah, I think Fury's character, his relationship with Cap, his relationship with Natasha, too. Yep. And you see, when they see he's alive, you see a moment of betrayal. Cause she's like, oh, he didn't even trust me. Yeah, Like, there's a lot of really cool moments in this film. I think this
1: is... I mean, you should, I, you should always watch um, movies beforehand. Like, not prequels, but like the first or second going into these. But I I think this is a good standalone movie.
0: Yeah, that's why I did show it to my mom and grandpa. Yeah,
1: you can watch this movie without seeing any MCU movie. Yeah. Any MCU movie.
0: Yeah. Winter Soldier's fantastic. It's
1: it's incredible. It really is.
0: I Again, I could do an entire podcast just on this one.
1: Do you think in your head right now it'll stay at that spot for you?
0: As of right now... Pre-Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. post-Infinity War, and Ant-Man the 2, Winter Soldier has still been my number one. Okay. And you brought this question up last week. I'll bring a question similar up this week. I think 2014 was a landmark turning point for the MCU. Absolutely. Every, there's everything up to that point. Then you get the double combo of Winter Soldier and Guardians. What a great year. <laughs> then everything after that point. Yeah. I really think those set the stage for everything that we have now.
1: That is such a good point. I didn't even, like, come to think of that. But, yeah, those two movies in particular Mm -hmm. really set the stage for the uh, funnier, it takes itself seriously but not too much, Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, and the this is so significant it will change the rest of the MCU Mm -hmm. with the Winter Soldier. And we'll see shades of that in uh, Civil War and uh, Infinity War and Endgame and all that.
0: You would see um, some in Ultron too.
1: Yeah, some some in Ultron, and then in for Guardians like that kind of levity. We'll see in another Ant Man. We'll see that in another, uh, Thor. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is like what Thor is kind of Thor Ragnarok is kind of modeled after. It
0: owes a lot to Guardians. Yeah, definitely the way they, uh, the way James Gunn decided to portray space is so unique. Yes, in these films, and I think it just gives the rest of MCU more of an identity. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it is like a colorful space. Oh, it's sure. not like a 2001 Space Odyssey kind of yeah. space. So, Or, or even Star like Wars a Star Wars, space, like very yeah. dirty space. It's very colorf- colorful, mm-hmm. full of vibrancy and all that, so yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Phase 2. There it is. Very fun going back to. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat, before we wind up, do you want to run through your current ranking of the entire films? Of all
1: of them?
0: Yeah, do you have that? I
2: believe I do. Okay. So do you want to run really through good. that? It might take me a little bit of time. Okay, but Jack, do you want
0: to go yeah, first? Yeah, I can go. All right. Can set yours up. I'll
1: start at the bottom. Okay. Uh as all things should. I don't know why that makes sense because it doesn't. Uh the Incredible Hulk, number 12. Uh number 11, Thor the Dark World. Uh number 10, Thor. Number 9, Ant-Man. Number 8, Iron Man 2. Number 7, Iron Man. Number 6, Captain America, the first Avenger. Number 5, Iron Man 3. Number four, The Avengers. Number three, The Avengers: Age of Ultron. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy, and number one, Captain America: The Winter Soldier.
0: That's a solid list. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's uh, I deleted my previous list from last year, leading up to Infinity War, um, just to start fresh. I didn't really want to like have that list mm-hmm. paint my viewing of it now, and it is a little different. Iron Man three is much higher mm-hmm. than it used to be. Um, I it's weird that it's my favorite Iron Man, but. Hey, there it is. And uh, Age of Ultron above The Avengers for me now. Um, again, that's one of those things I would never have thought. But, uh, yeah, this this rewatch of Phase 2 has definitely changed uh, some opinions for me, at least. Yeah.
0: That's pretty pretty good. Yeah. So I'm making some audibles right now. Because <laughs> just talking about these, I disagree with my ranking I already had in.
1: Yeah. That, pa- Pat and I were talking about this earlier before the show. Uh, like... Listening to people's opinions can, like, sway you so much. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, even if it's, like, like you're on the fence about it, if someone loves a movie or hates a movie, that can sway your opinions so much. Um, mm. And that, that happens to me all the time, for sure.
0: So it's 12 so far?
1: Uh, I believe it is 12, yes. Okay. Yeah, 12. Okay. If you need a minute, I think I'm ready to go.
0: Go for it, yeah.
2: All right, so obviously we're going to go Hulk 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor 2, 11. 10, I'm tempted to say... I think I'm going to go Ant-Man. Okay. Uh, Actually, no. I'm going to go Thor. I'm changing it up.
1: I struggled between those two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: And then I'll go uh, Ant-Man at 9. We'll send Iron Man 1 at 8. Number 7... It's tough. I'm just going to go Iron Man Mm 2 and then Iron Man 3 for number 6. Number 5... I'll probably say uh, Avengers 1, number 4, I'll go with Captain America, number 3, I'm going to go Avengers 2, number 2, I'm sorry, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's all good, number
2: 2, it's Winter Soldier and Guardians now, right? That's yeah. The, that's left. Oh, Winter Soldier and the Guardians. Yeah, okay. You so know why I thought it was Cap One
0: for a second. Yeah, but yeah, that's my that's my list.
2: Nice. That that is a good list. Okay, I like I that. I think I contradicted
0: my first list. Yeah, mm. that uh, I'm not taking that into account. Like my rank, yeah, no, the math fine. of my rankings yeah. no, for both it, phases it, doesn't really play that, in here. No, that doesn't matter. I feel because again, this isn't like a fully perfect list. No. But I'm like doing it a, a mix of my heart <laughs> and what I actually think is a better film. Right.
1: Oh yeah, the, a lot of it comes down to just what hits you.
0: Yeah. Okay, I think I got this now. Okay. So, number 12 is Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Number 11 is Thor of the Dark World. Number 10 is Iron Man 2. Number 9 is Captain America, the First Avenger. Number 8 is The Avengers. Wow. Number 7 is Thor. Mm-hmm. Number 6 is Ant-Man. Number 5 is the original Iron Man. Number 4 is Iron Man 3. Number 3 is Guardians of the Galaxy. Actually, no. Number two... Ugh.
2: See, it's easy to get lost. It is, yeah. No,
0: I have... I, that was the way I re- wrote it down, but it just, like, saying it out loud hurts me. <laughs> number three is Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. Number one is Captain America, the Winter Soldier.
1: We have the same top three. Okay. So I, far.
0: That's going to maintain for a little while. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, that's interesting. We all have different lists going on here. And I like yeah, that. It's cool. G- good variety of opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm shocked that you guys are still cool with me having Thor but <laughs> The, like yeah five movies you're probably not but that's just gonna increase discussion <laughs> so
1: it's it's an you i feel like you of all the three of us have like a very interesting list yeah. um but i i like that i like how people like have different connections to these movies
0: for sure yeah so that wraps up the two-week catch up of phase one and phase two next week we will be watching and re- reviewing discussing in-depth Marvel's Captain America: Civil War, which will be a hefty discussion. Oh yeah! So if you haven't yet, you can catch up. Episode one is uploaded on Joy Clicks. Thank both of you for joining me again. Thanks for having us. Week. Yeah, Looking thank you for having week. us. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm. Uh, did we figure out a sign off yet?
0: Not yet, but <laughs> I figured well, one. I think of one.
1: <laughs> it's just applause. I know you can't hear it because you don't have headphones <laughs> on. But it's just applause.
0: I'm trying to think of one real quick. Do you want to plug yourself? Yeah, sure. I'll plug okay. myself.
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at fascinatedjack. Uh I have a weekly gaming news briefing podcast called the Polygonal Sunrise. Uh, it's on the Amherst Wire. You can also find it in its own uh, stream on iTunes and Spotify or Podbean at uh, PolygonalSunrise.Podbean.com. But yeah, Spotify, iTunes, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Right. And, Pat, you want to plug your Twitter and stuff? Uh,
1: just the Twitter. At the
2: Pimoron, I I tweet funny stuff there, and I often get in trouble because journalism professors don't like me tweeting <laughs> funny I, <laughs> stuff from what's supposed to be a serious account.
0: That's it. Yeah, thank okay. you. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris N. Buckley. If you're here, joy clicks. Uh, Excelsior is now on podcast services. Hey, it is on iTunes, Spotify. You can look up Excelsior with an exclamation point or Excelsior JC. You'll probably find it. If not. Is linked in the description of the YouTube video. Uh, Joy also just started our Marvel, sorry, our games podcast hosted by my friend Omar Nakvi, which will go up every Friday. But yes, that does it for everything. This is a meaty episode. And we will see you next week. And until next time.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything. Avengers.